0: Big Sass Announcement. This is Mega Maker Episode 60. Woo-hoo! Well, ho oh, wow, Mega Maker listeners, welcome back. It is March 8th, 2018. Got big news, big news I've been sitting on for quite a while, and I want to take this episode to tell you the story. Let's start here. Back in the spring of 2015, I was chatting with Nathan Berry, and at the time, he decided to leave his info product business. He'd written some books and had some courses and doubled down on this web app called ConvertKit. And I remember at the time, this decision just seemed ridiculous to me. Uh, I was working as a product manager for Sprintly, but I just published my first book, Marketing for Developers. And for me, I was eagerly anticipating a time where I'd be able to quit my job and go independent like Nathan And to me, he was living the dream. You know, in 2014, he'd done nearly $300,000 in revenue from books and courses. And I was just like, I couldn't imagine leaving that kind of business behind. So I called
1: him up and I asked him about it. And he said, There's a bunch of different things to it. One, business is a challenge. And I need that continual challenge to just to stay engaged and I guess life in general um that that push and and then I guess sas in particular um i well I feel like books and courses are no longer a challenge. I feel like I've got that kind that kind of locked down and, yeah. um, and so looking for a new challenge, the other thing is I know people that have gotten to half a million or a couple million dollars a year. In revenue off of those, and I look at their business models and and how they structure everything, and I don't like it. Hmm. Um, I feel like going from a quarter million a year up to say one million a year in book and course revenue. I don't know. It, it's just like I feel like you have to optimize just about everything to get to that number. Okay. And and so it it's diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if I wanted to build a substantial business. One that I could grow, for, I feel like I could grow for a long time, then it needed to be something different than books and courses.
0: And I remember hearing that and it still seeming crazy to me. In 2014, the year before this conversation, ConvertKit had done about $39,000 in revenue. That's almost eight times less than his books and courses. And I just f- remember feeling like if you were going to double down on anything, why wouldn't you double down on this crazy? high revenue business that you have already. But fast forward two years. I followed Nathan's playbook. I published Marketing for Developers in 2015. It did about $66,000 in revenue while I was working for Sprintly. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go independent in 2016. So January 1st, I used Marketing for Developers and Mega Maker and the MegaMaker Club as my platform to earning an independent income, and I did pretty good, about 146000 that year. And then in 2017, I added Tiny Marketing Wins to my product mix and did $190,000. So revenue-wise, my little solo business, you know, not quite Nathan Barry numbers, but doing pretty well. But something else happened in my second year of business, something I didn't expect. I got depressed, and uh, I wrote this as a blog post. Uh, This is on my site, justinjackson.ca slash new-sass. And it was in my newsletter as well, and when a lot of folks read it, they felt like, Oh, maybe you were working too much, or maybe you got depressed because of work. Uh, it was actually personal issues in my life that kind of all came came to a head all at once. But the the point is, it, it doesn't matter where it came from. For the first time in my life, I was dealing with some intense mental health issues. Uh, I used to think, by the way, this an aside. I I used to think that people who were depressed, or I thought that I. I I never thought that would ever be something I'd struggle with. But there were weeks in 2017 where I was only able to work like five hours total. And this was a huge downside to solopreneurship that I hadn't considered. When you get sick, there's nobody else around to keep your business running. And most of the stuff I do... Marketing, podcasts, video tutorials, coaching, they require me to be charismatic and happy and energetic and come on, let's do it. And, you know, <laughs> and that's the, the person I am. But there were all these days in 2017 where I just couldn't. And it took a toll on me. You know, when the year ended, I was mentally and financially drained. The, the, uh, revenue in the business was great, but I ended up having to spend money on, you know, different things, and there was a lot of months where I had no revenue, and it was hard. And uh, one thing I want to say is that I am doing a lot better now, and it is entirely due to going to therapy. And I can't recommend this enough. Uh, I started with like an app. Uh, like chat therapy. That did not work for me. Um, It wasn't until I was pushed into my therapist's office and sat down and started connecting and expressing. uh, That's when I started to feel better. And even now I know when I need to go, oh, I got to book an appointment because I'm starting to get that feeling of anxiety and emotional overwhelm. Uh, so, I, I've been telling folks, you know, if you're healthy right now, I think you should go see a therapist, build a relationship with a therapist, just book a meeting and say, hey, I am I just, mental health is important to me and I want to make a connection with someone uh, so that when I do have trauma in my life, I can, I can go to someone. But also, if you're not feeling good, um, man, I used to make so many excuses that I didn't have the time, I didn't have the money. And in retrospect, I wish I had just gone, (laughs) even if you just, you can scrape together, you know, an appointment for me is $100. If you can scrape together $100 and just go for one appointment, that alone would um, make you feel a lot better. So here are some things I learned. You know, these past two years have taught me some valuable lessons. Uh, The first is I've worked too hard and haven't left enough margin in my life. And what I mean by this is, you know, I didn't have a, a backup for when I got sick. I didn't have anyone that could just come alongside me and, and help me run the business. And Brennan Dunn warned me about this in a private conversation at MicroConf. He said, you know, you're, you're doing too much of this work yourself. You're not leveraging automation where you could. And you're going to uh, burn out or you're you're, you could also just be making more money and not having as much stress. So, you know, that's something I've been thinking about. I have been acting on this. I hired a, a contractor, uh, Tim Aton, to help me with Facebook ads and some other things. I hired Gary, who uh, his, he's Pixel Bud online, uh, to help me with web development. So I've been making steps here, but it was in response to this conversation I had with Brennan. Uh, the second thing is that the info products business is hard to scale. Doing courses, workshops, and books have helped me to earn an independent income, and I'm not going to stop doing it. I, I I need to keep doing it this year in order to make you know an income for my family. But like Nathan mentioned, scaling it past two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue a year is difficult, and you know even at Whatever I'm at, two hundred thousand dollars a year. I've found I need to start hiring some contractors just to help out. And so you're either in this kind of never-ending hamster wheel of launches, or you're investing in employees, sophisticated automation, and you know things like nonstop webinars. And there's just it's hard to scale. Now, if you're thinking about doing a book or a course or something like that, I wouldn't say don't do it. Uh, I would say that the landscape has changed. It has gotten more competitive. Uh, There is some fatigue amongst certain customer niches. But, um, you know, there's still lots of opportunity, too. Uh, I'm just saying it is difficult. I know what Nathan meant when he said it's hard to scale this from 250000 to a million. And third, I'm ready to partner up. (laughs) After two years of doing this alone, you know, I, I like working alone. But, having that health scare, knowing that, you know, my family, uh, the the income I provide my family is completely reliant on me, uh, completely on me. And if I'm not able to do the work for some reason or things don't work, it's all on me. And so the advantage of having a partner is you've got someone to lean on when times get tough. And you know, maybe I thought I was invincible before, and now I can see that's not true. And so, these three things have led to the big announcement. Here it is. I'm building a new podcasting SaaS. It's called Transistor.fm. It was started by my friend John Buddha in Chicago, and I'm coming on as his co-founder. So... Uh, We are, uh, right now, we're a podcasting hosting platform similar to Libsyn or even Anchor. They're they're a new player that has a bunch of funding. But let me tell you the backstory first. John and I were introduced in 2014 by our mutual friend Chase Reeves at XOXO in Portland. Uh, I've got a great photo of the day we met in this blog post. I'll link to it in the show notes, uh, podcast.megamaker. Uh, slash 60. Are we at 60 already? Wow. Um, and so when we met at the time, I was writing marketing for devs. John was working on a podcasting app with someone else. So he's, he's done this before. Uh, and he invited me to host uh, product people, my podcast with him. And we just enjoyed hanging out together. So at the end of the, the festival, uh, we said, you know, we should build something together someday. Just, we just had this sense about each other. We liked each other. We trusted each other. We felt we had complementary skills. And so we just, hey, let's do something someday. And uh, John's first podcasting app didn't work out. Um, he was in a partnership that uh, kind of parted ways. And he eventually got a job doing full-stack web development in Chicago Uh, we kept in touch and we met up again at XOXO in 2015. Again, we're like, ah, we should build something together. And then in 2016, we did, we tried to create uh, our first app together, which was a community platform. It was going to be called Group Shout. And, you know, we did a bunch of validation work and we ultimately decided not to move forward with that idea, but it had given us a chance to work together. It had given us a a perspective of what it would be like to partner up on something. And then finally, just recently in December 2017, John told me about a new podcasting startup he'd started called Transistor.fm. And he, like me, was getting tired of working on it by himself. And so I was tired of working solo. So we started talking about partnering up. And we just finished all signing all the legal documents and all that stuff last week. So we are now official co-founders in, um, we used Stripe Atlas, actually. We we're in uh, C-Corp in uh, Delaware. And so that's what we're doing. Um, what is Transistor.fm? How does it compare to other podcasting apps? I'll talk about this in the future, but the, the main, our main kind of angle right now is that there are lots of podcasting apps. There's lots of ways to host podcasting files and upload MP3s and create show notes and syndicate the feed and all that stuff. But businesses like Basecamp, eBay, and CodePen have discovered the power of having a branded podcast. So instead of running ads on someone else's show, they're investing in building their own audience on their own podcast. And we want to make Transistor the best way to create a podcast for your business and we're fortunate we already have users Cards Against Humanity was our first paying customer Uh, their show The Good News Podcast is hosted on Transistor and since launching the beta in December we have a handful of other shows and we've already served 2 million podcast downloads that's unbelievable to me so, yeah, we want to aim to help companies overcome the challenges of making a podcast. And I'll tell you more about that in the future. We've got lots of plans. Um, this will be a side project for both of us in 2018. He's going to continue to work full time. I'm going to continue to sell my products and do coaching and pay, to pay the bills. Um, so don't, if you've been waiting, wanting to get marketing for devs or tiny marketing wins, this is a good time to get it. Um, but one of the things that excites me, especially for uh, my Tiny Wins customers, but really for everything I'm doing, is that I'm going to be able to use Transistor as a live case study for my tutorials. Everything I'm learning and applying on my SaaS, on my web app, in terms of product and marketing, I'll be sharing with you folks. So if you want to follow along with Transistor, subscribe to our podcast. It is called Build Your SaaS. That's S-A-A-S dot Transistor dot F-M. It should be on iTunes by now. I submitted it uh, just today. Hopefully uh, iTunes has it in their directory, so it'll be on Overcast and everything else as well. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at TransistorFM. Or you can sign up for our waiting list. Transistor.fm That's the website. Yeah, Transistor.fm This podcast is hosted, not toasted, on Transistor. That's right. And this theme music is striker-metal.com That's not going to change. Folks, I am still getting your replies on Twitter from people that are listening to the show all around the world. Hit me up at m i justin that's uh the letter m the letter i justin (laughs) and just say hey i'm listening to the show wow cool and again all the show notes in podcast.megamaker.co slash 60 talk to you folks next
1: week